This is Brian Jackson with NVIDIA and Hemlock, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. And this is Rina from Silentium, guest hosting with the awesome guys, Chris and Bruce. And this is Chris, you know, last in line as usual. But I'm not depressed about it. I'm just living the best life I can. Wow. That was kind of <laughs> sort of dark, dude. Well, yeah, I did it that way. I did it that way because the band we're about to listen to is fucking dark, man. Yeah, dark. Killer band. Uh, you, you want to tell us who they are since you already opened that can of worms? NVIDIA. Like the video card, but with an I at the start. NVIDIA. And a, and a whole lot heavier. And a whole lot heavier. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Brian. How are hey, you? Brian. So I'm How's Bruce. Everybody? That's my partner, Chris. And we have a guest today. We've got Rena all the way from Finland. Say hello. Hello, guys. How are you doing, Brian? Uh, I'm tired. 7.30. I can hear that. It's 7.30? Start the day. I thought my interview was at... 10:30. I, I was. I guess I was mistaken. Your Eastern time. So. Oh good. yeah. Where Sorry, are you, man? Where are you? I'm in Vegas. Oh shit! It's hot today. No, actually, believe it or not, it was hotter than fuck yesterday. But today's about 25 degrees cooler and windy, so we're thankful. That's 25 oh, that's degrees okay. Fahrenheit, right? No, it's 25 degrees cooler than it was yesterday, so it's about 85 today. Oh, cool. Well, that's comfortable. Uh, yeah. uh, crazy fucking numbers. Metric. Metric people. <laughs> so, yeah, anything, anything over 100 becomes a nightmare. So, yeah. Yeah. Today. What was it like 120 there yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sure it's like that all the time in the summer. Fuck. So, Rena, 120 is about 49 Celsius. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That does not sound. <laughs> Ryan, I'm sorry. We've got some international people who still deal in the metric system. So, oh, all good, man. That's cool. All Still I'm going to say point. is this there's one country in the world that uses that doesn't use the metric system. Yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the US. <laughs> Interesting fact. And they were supposed to actually change with Canada in 1975, but they didn't. Oh, Why? Why? Dude, because. Do you know, like in Finland, okay, this is just a weird like tidbit of information for you guys, but I think it was in the seventies when they were like deciding whether weed should be legal or illegal in Finland. Yeah. And the vote was so close that they actually flipped a coin for it. Oh, so we are that's now great. living a weedless life because of a stupid fucking coin. coin. Did you did you did you know that in Canada it's fully legal and the government mails it to you through the post office? I completely do, and I'm moving there and like, <laughs> the worst possible occasion. So, Brian, before we get to your band, I'll just share a tidbit of information. I'm from Canada. I'm sorry. And my friends constantly send me photos of their government-sanctioned weed. <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> nice. Like, Jesus. I've been to Canada multiple times. I didn't really know that they did that there. It just started last year. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Crazy. You can even smoke so- it outside. You can just go for a walk and smoke a joint. Times sure have changed, haven't they? They sure not have. here though, not in Virginia. <laughs> Fuck no, not in Virginia. <laughs> no. so, so let's talk about Nvidia. What are you guys up to these days with all this nonsense going on around you? That's a good question. So I haven't done an Nvidia interview in quite some time. We've been uh, so like early 2018, maybe mid 2018. We were 
running into some issues with scheduling. So we decided to take some breaks, you know, it's tough on the road financially. I'm sure you guys know, and, uh, huh. things can be a little rough. So we, I'm a single father and we're all, I have a business and Travis is in this moment and Matt was dealing with his business and his family. So we took some time away and kind of just trying to restructure and see where we were going to go. It wasn't really, the band was never really planned out in the beginning. So we just kind of were winging it and we, things kind of took off fast in the beginning for us and, put us in a situation at full speed ahead and we weren't really prepared. So we needed some time away. So when we released this video recently with everything going on, we felt it was, we've been actually holding on to that video for over a year and a half due to some record label contract bullshit. And, uh, I was pressing to release the video for fuck man. I was a long time and the record label was not allowing me to do it. And I was going through a legal issue. And when the pandemic started, Obviously, we all the uncertainty and just not having anything else to do. Got a studio here. I started watching the video and realizing when the writing and all that crap started, this video was pretty, it was just a lyric video, but kind of relevant to the lyrics and everything that's going on. So I started pressing the label, let me release it. And they finally agreed and let us get out of this bullshit contract. So we released it and uh, decided to start getting a little bit of press again and seeing if we want to reboost things. We're kind of in a hiatus right now. I'm not really sure what we're doing have a bunch of music we've been working on and well, at least i've been working on just not really sure the direction at this point you know i know that the band will live on because it's my baby it's like i gave birth to this thing so we're going to me and travis did and uh we're just doing our thing everybody's locked at home you know communicating and matt's got a tattoo shop up in reno i own a moving company here in vegas and Marcos is out in Denver and everybody else is kind of all over the place. So everybody's just kind of like everybody else is stuck and trying to write music and be creative and hope for the best soon. So we can get back on the road, you know? So how, how, how do people from so many different places get together to join a metal band in the first place? Or were you all in Vegas at one point? Not, you know, it's weird, man. It's like growing up, it seemed like you, everybody when we're teenagers being a band, like y'all live in the same neighborhood or whatever, but I haven't been in a band in the last 15 years where we live in the same city <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's weird we just fly in you know we we uh when it comes to writing music i mean usually there's the main guys that will write just creatively and come up with ideas like for a video it would have been travis and myself and logan who was producer i mean we did all the the writing at home we all have our own home studios you know and uh, we would just email each other files and then get with logan and fly in and schedule things accordingly you know when we have a tour we rehearse we designate either vegas or reno to be our rehearsal spot so matt lives up there i lived here and i have a, a warehouse that we rehearsed in so we just come out three or four days before a tour everybody stay at my house and head out and that's about it you know just a lot of communication over the phone that's it man technology is freaking yeah, amazing dude it would have it would have never happened years ago back in the 80s we would have had ten thousand dollar phone bills and fucking and remember back in the day you called i lived in oregon i remember getting in trouble with my grandfather from an at and bill i remember calling my friends in bakersfield and his bill was like five hundred dollars so i can <laughs> head off for it can you imagine trying to communicate with your friends nowadays like that it's like it would never happen my neighbor plus you, my neighbor plus still, you, my neighbor still has a landline and it rang yesterday and my wife is like that sounds like a landline and i was like i know she's like why would you have that <laughs> I was like, I don't know. She goes, for long distance? I was like, isn't that what fucking Skype and Messenger is for? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, who calls a landline? It's got to be a ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, here it's yeah. telemarketers. I haven't had a landline in years. I sh when I started my moving company back in 2009, I had a landline. and I 
did everything on my cell phone. So I'm like, why am I even, what's the point of this? It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite though is the robocalls. Hi, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. (laughs) Yep, every call. Those only like now just started in Finland. It's a whole new thing here and people don't know what to do with it. And I'm expecting it to become an issue in the next couple of years. But did you said you're a single dad. Did you have your kids at home now because of the Corona thing? Do you have to like the remote school thing now? Yeah, they're actually, I just, before you, right when you guys were calling, I was walking into each one of their rooms, waking them up because they have to log in at 8 a.m. here in about nine minutes and uh, start class. So they start from 8 a.m. One's a sophomore and one's a senior and they have to log in. But the thing is, it's actually working well for them. I don't know. Maybe they're kind of like me. They learn hands-on and they're getting, I think they're with all getting rid of all the distractions and all the social drama that goes on in high school for my, my kids are getting straight A's right now. It's only been a couple of weeks, but it seems like they're more into school than they've ever been. So, you know oh, what, this is something that I've never heard, you know, I've never heard a parent say, you know what, this is actually working better. It, it yeah. is. I'm, I'm happy because we had a rough couple of years, man. I mean, just to make this long story short is I mean, I've been a single father for 15 years and, uh, I've raised my kids by myself. They're 15 and 17. So I've had them their whole lives. And we've thought, right, when you think, you know, things are getting to the point of like, okay, we, we got this. We had some really tough hurdles back in last year and uh, some things overcame. But yeah, like to see things, because I didn't know how this was going to turn out. And their education got fucked off for a year. They lost their mother last year. She passed away oh, unexpectedly. And, sorry. Uh, and she wasn't in our lives for a long time, but like, the thing was, man, it's like my son was getting in trouble because, you know, teenagers are. They're fucking idiots when they're young, mm-hmm. doing dumb shit. And there was just personal problems. So it interfered with their schooling. And he lost about a year. And we were not sure how to do this. And the last thing I want to do is cheat my kids out of their education, you know. Right. But it's fucking working out awesome, man. Like my son yesterday went to his friends and he sent me a screenshot of every single class is at 100% on everything and his teachers wrote me an email and said they were so impressed he's the number one kid in their class and he's showing more improvement than they've ever seen so i'm stoked that's amazing, you, man that's fantastic that's like first of all brian so much respect for you that is not an easy role i'm a single mom myself my kid is only four so it's completely different those troubles are ahead for me but you are clearly doing an amazing job and just congrat- congratulations on on your success with your kids Thank you. It's yeah, it's definitely been tough. I mean, it's crazy. Like when they're young, he said four years old. I miss those days so much. Holy shit, I would do anything for that time again. I mean, now they back talk and now they think they're smarter than you, you know. Now they now they're fucking their shit don't stink, the whole thing. But at the end of the day, like my boys and me, we fight we're all three dudes living in a house together, regardless. They're you know, becoming men and they're they're good kids, man. They're talented. My oldest son, he's a, the most talented musician and producer I've ever seen in my life, literally. And I'm sure he's going to be a household name at some point. I mean, he's an artist. He plays every instrument. He produces. He writes beats. I mean, he's been in music videos and stuff, but he's just a oh, nice. talented have, kid, have, man. Is he also you, in, into metal or? Yeah. Yeah. So, both my, so it's kind of a funny question. They used to be always look up to me. I've always been a rock dude and all my friends are rock stars and shit. Kind of hanging out their whole lives. So they were always, you know long-haired male kind of dudes when they were younger but now they're getting older my son's kind of producing and writing beats he loves metal he has his favorites and shit but they're open man they listen to a lot of hip-hop and stuff but they also listen to a lot of that classic rock you know like the beatles with me and shit and they're into all different kinds of stuff but yeah they have a wide range 
Is there like a, can you hear NVIDIA influences in his stuff? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think, I mean, honestly, I think the only time me and him write together, we were, uh, when I built my studio in my house a couple years ago for him, actually, I did it for myself, of course, too, but I really want, cause he was showing a side to him that I needed to really help him with. And I built the studio in my house and we were writing together. And I think he, even though I think the music's fucking amazing that we did together, but he's been a little more reluctant to have me in the studio with him. Unless I'm engineering his shit, him telling me what to do. He doesn't want me to write. So <laughs> right. the opposite of everything dad does. Hey, that's what teenagers are for. Oh yeah. yeah. And I can, I can appreciate it. I respect that. I know a couple of years he's going to fucking come back around. It's cool. You know, I still got his back in the meantime. Like I told him, man, it's like, you always got a place to live here as long as you're doing well in school and you're keeping your head, you know, your nose clean, your head, head up and doing the right shit. I said, I got your back. So he's, he sits in that studio eight to 10 hours a day. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Run that's awesome. Everything. Sounds like my life. <laughs> I, will, I will say, Brian, enjoy it while you can anyway, because I'm the old guy in the room, and I just got my second one out to college two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I'm yeah. scared of that. I'm it's, scared of that, man. I'm like, I've actually was talking to a friend of mine the other day because I've been going through, I think, maybe a somewhat of a midlife crisis. I'm 44, and, you know, that life as they get older and you start feeling they're coming to their own. Like, all I've ever had was then. That's right. the only reason I had a reason to live, to be honest. I don't have a family. I don't have parents. I don't have brothers and sisters. It's just them. So, yeah, I can't imagine what that's going to be like when they officially leave the house. I have my dogs. <laughs> Hopefully they go to school in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they become successful and decent human beings. I will, te- I will tell you that my son left, like I said, three weeks ago, second one out. First one didn't call as much. My, my younger one that just got out, he calls every night probably between 10 and 11 to tell me about his whole day. And I never, awesome. I never expected it. I expected him, you know, to start breaking away and doing his thing, but he'll go out and do whatever he's doing. And then he'll call and go, all right, well, here's exactly what I did today. And I love that's it. I actually, Dude, that's like nothing day. better than that. That gives you like, it just reinforces everything you've done as a parent. You know, that's fucking right. awesome. I thought Absolutely. this podcast was supposed to be about metal and NVIDIA. Sorry. sorry. Hey, yeah, that's okay, man. Sentimental, sappy single parent shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to NVIDIA, you would never get this idea from you. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, a lot of the lyrics come from all the stress of life, but yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, and I'm a business. I own a moving company as well, so uh, my life's much different than people would think. Right. Yeah, I understand. So what What would you say would be the best case scenario for Nvidia in your eyes? For me personally, the band just to keep relevant and doing our thing. I mean, we we know that this band. Some bands, you know, are like. Like I'm in Hemlock. I don't know if you guys know who Hemlock is. I joined Hemlock recently, and they tour all the fucking time. We were supposed to be in Europe this summer in 18 countries, and we had to cancel because of the stupid COVID shit. And they're always moving, moving, moving. With NVIDIA, like I said, we didn't plan it. So my goal with NVIDIA is to write another record. I want to, because the first record is very personal to me and Travis, and that kind of opened a lot of doors for i mean i've been in music forever but that opened a lot of doors for me in a lot of different situations and that record is very personal so i'm hoping to be able to release another record and do some more touring i don't see NVIDIA doing like you know tour after tour after tour after tour back to back all year long like some bands do maybe every you know maybe do some festivals and a couple tours here and there but that's it's hard to say when that will happen you know to be honest right 
So, but I'll be keeping busy in Hemlock in the meantime because there, as soon as as soon as the COVID thing is lifted, we'll be right back on tour, and I'll probably won't be off the road for a long time. <laughs> That's going to bring me to my next question, and I know nobody has a crystal ball, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Where do you see the music business? this whole thing that we're all involved in evolving to or panning out to be because it's going to have to be different right well yeah we've been t- everybody's talking about it shit i just talked to my singer from hemlock the other day and we're god we don't know of course like anybody else but we obviously feel that there's going to be a lot of changes it's just i can't even imagine honestly it's we've lived our whole lives a certain way now we're going to I just can't even imagine how it's going to be and especially for bigger high production bands like unless I mean, if they let sports start happening again and they let crowds start going to arenas, and I don't, I see the music thing getting back to normal, but I just don't know, man. It's weird. I think maybe smaller. I think one thing I think will come out of this, and this is my opinion, is I think a lot of bands in different markets, like Vegas has been for local bands, for instance, that play in a local scenes around the country. No one comes to support and show up. I think if anything, local bands are going to benefit from this and start getting exposure. We might see a new wave of bands coming out that we've not had never heard of because they're going to be, you know, I think people are going to be so hungry to see live music. They're going to want to go out more and be able to do it more. I think a lot of bands are going to benefit from that on the lower scale of things. My, my, cons- yeah. my concern with it all is that there's no funding for uh, venues or, or event yeah. promoters or, or, or sound guys sound guys <laughs> exactly so what's going to happen to all these venues that close well that's the that's the next big question is this is the most concerning question if venues have a hard a lot of venues have a hard time keeping on as it is and you know that's why they're even like living in vegas for 20 years i mean these venues go come and go all the fucking time so i don't know man how are we going to route tours if you know certain markets aren't doing certain things and it's it's, it's, it's so many variables that are going to be hard to connect the dots but with the venues they're going to i can't see i mean how are new venues going to pop up when there's no funding like you said and people are they going to want to invest their money in a venue with it possibly getting shut down again and all the venues that are losing money it's i don't know man it's hard to say like like for instance here there's a there's a company that owns about three or four venues they put on uh the a big 80s hair metal festival as well here <clears throat> and um they own the anthem in dc which is probably the the nicest venue i've ever even heard of or seen in my life it cost them 60 million dollars to build this venue jesus and right now the way they're trying to get through is they have like 20 tents outside they're not tents like little gazebos that they put on the riverfront and you can, and you can book them for two hours and they'll feed you and give you booze. That's wow. That, that's it, how they're trying up. to make yeah, money. That's, that's fine. And that's you know what? And that's the thing, man. Is that that's the sad part of it all? Is like these you have they have to survive. I mean, people are going to go fucking bankrupt and doing everything they can. So I just I'm hoping, man. Like at least, and it seems like a fucking long time from now. But January, I hope after January we see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. I'm hoping by next you know, spring season is what we're hoping for. We want to start routing tours now for next spring and summer going back to Europe. We're trying to reschedule our entire European tour for next summer now because we're hoping, but I mean, I can't even imagine if we're here next year talking about this. I mean, that's, that's a whole other problem is rescheduling the tours because everybody's rescheduling. and, And if anybody realizes that's a lot of fucking work. Exactly. It takes, it's so much involved. Yeah, and there's like so many bands in line now for the same freaking slots and it's like 
if you're a smaller band, you obviously are not doing well in the fight. But yeah, it's a whole fucking hassle and, and just the whole amount of work that goes into it and the hassle of, of moving them. So if, if we move it to next summer and it gets canceled again, it's not like we can then just, you know, snap our fingers and boom, everything is sorted for the next summer. No, it isn't. Right. No, yeah, exactly. There's so much involved. Yeah. My big One of my biggest hopes, though, is that this takes Ticketmaster down. Fuck oh, yes, no. I agree. Oh man, <laughs> please, Ticketmaster needs to be taken off the face of the earth, and then so does a lot of these other companies. I mean, like that, like Live Nation, some of these companies. Man, they're just. I need. We need to see some of the smaller companies come into play, and like I said, we need to get a different system going. But I just hope things get back to somewhat normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could actually be like a good thing as well from the like point of view of like we could knock down the really really big operators that have you know, shifted the dynamics to very, very unfair to mm -hmm. like, you know, we have to start building from scratch. So it has to be like small operators who then come in, swoop in and, and sort of take, take care of the scene and so on. So maybe, maybe we could like treat this as an opportunity to rebuild. Yes. A better system. I, that's how, that's what I hope for. And that's what I think everybody in my in band Hamlock, I think we've all talked about this. We hope for that. We want to see this, it, get restructured and rebuilt because the guys that are going to do that are going to put their heart and fucking soul into whatever they do and it's just going to build a better system from the ground up you know and i think that's what everybody wants anyway now we're in a situation where that might be the case so let's hope for that right, right. hey see look how positive this podcast was i know <laughs> <laughs> like deep stuff positive we're giving metal a bad name. You guys. Very different from very different from the one a half an hour ago. We just we just <laughs> solved we just solved the live music industry's problems on this podcast. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, Brian, um, we're gonna come to a close here. Before we go, do you have anything? Uh, if fans want to find Nvidia stuff, is there? Are you guys? Yes. Oh yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, Nvidia stuff is everywhere. I mean, we have the one record as the sun sleeps out still on SPV Records. Um, it's on Spotify, iTunes. I mean, every music outlet there is out there, and probably some that I don't even know of. And then you know, obviously Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. They can find us, download the songs, buy the record. Um, we just did the single for the other side. We just released the lyric video for that. And yeah, I mean, we definitely still want the support and. I have a couple NVIDIA surprises that are going to be popping up in the next couple months. I have a cover that I can't announce yet, um, but I'm going to drop it as an NVIDIA cover song, which people will be quite surprised. I think it came out pretty fucking amazing, so that'll be coming in the next couple months. Oh, boy. And oh, they, can, they, can, they can look for that on social media? Yeah, I'll, it'll be a big press release for sure. I've been, whole, I've been working on this song for two and a half years to make it right, to make an impact with it, and it's, once again, just a weird coincidental... The, it's an 80s i'll tell you it's an 80s band that you would never imagine but i made turn my own twist to it but it, the words and the lyrics are kind of relevant to all the shit we're talking about right now so it's i feel like it's necessary for me to drop it so that'll be coming probably i would say late november please be poison oh. please be poison please be poison just kidding never. <laughs> never. i'm hoping for i'm hoping for faster pussycat <laughs> it's not, it's, I'll put it this way: it's not a rock band. Oh, <laughs> well, yay, Brian! Because what's the fucking point of doing like you know, if you're a metal band, don't do a cover of another metal band. Yeah, or not, I, would, I wouldn't call this band a rock band. They definitely have music playing and their musicians and stuff, but you would definitely know who it is. I, you'll, you'll have to keep an eye for it. I'll be putting out a press release probably at some point. You it's know, Spandau Ballet, isn't it? <laughs> what's that? 
Spandau Ballet. Yeah. Spandau Ballet. Yeah. It's Sade. It's uh, <laughs> maybe. Take hey. oh. along those lines, actually. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, you anyway. look forward to hearing that. Like, yeah, it's, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest, guys. I mean, it's I, I, everything I do, I don't release it unless I'm 100%. But this one, like I said, it's just another personal thing for me. And I think uh, it's going to do very well. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Surf. Thank you for getting up early. Good luck with your sons in school. Cherish every yeah, moment, yeah. my friend. Hey, have a great one, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Be safe out there. You Take too. care, man. All right, you too. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.